Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Here we are, uh, End Times Friday. Good morning. Uh, Happy Friday. Yep, continuing on. We had uh, Lily and Sabano on uh, yesterday, and that was quite fun. Uh, that was that was such a great one. If anyone missed that, go back and listen to that because yeah. that was just beautiful God stories there. I loved yeah. hearing what God's doing in their lives. A couple from Brazil, uh, but they didn't meet each other in Brazil. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, and just, couldn't you listen? Like I could listen to their accents all day long yeah, too. Yeah, by they have the great, way, <laughs> great accents. And then their their uh, how they came to meet each other, and you know how the supernatural work of God is just. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, illustrative. And now, uh, by the way, they're describing um, with all the changes they've made from, you know, uh, Massachusetts business down to Florida. And, and one thing they described that really struck me is uh, it's it's even greater than we thought. Yeah. Um, and they've been learning, you know, over the last uh, five, six years, uh, abiding, discerning God's will and the covenant, which, by the way, you and I will have a, a series on. Uh, the covenant is I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing, and and they're living it out. I mean, they're right. it's, it's and they're seeing it in every. I mean, as it's intended to be in every aspect of their life, it's right. just flowing over it, and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, their church and their fellowship and their family and uh, right, and even just just their joy. You their could joy. just the joy was emanating even in you know they've got other they've got struggles and. You know, sticky wickets, as you say, that they're that they're facing along the way. But in the midst of it all, there is an abundance of joy that you can just sense in them. Yep. It's beautiful. <laughs> yep. Um, well, as we talk about the uh, end times, um, we alerted everybody, uh, and of course we we tape ahead of time, and uh, and we said that the Supreme Court uh, is mm, going yeah. is going to uh, you know probably announce their. Uh, uh, result of the uh, COVID mandate of the vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. And typically, remember the Supreme Court hears cases, uh, they then take anywhere from three to five to six months to rule because they process it through committee and they've got all kinds of uh, meetings that they go to. Uh, but they fast-tracked it because of the time, time restriction mm-hmm. uh, because it was supposed to go into effect in January. Uh, so they, they can, and they do, fast what they call fast track it, bump basically what they call, they bump it up in priority, and they deal with it. Uh, right. And they come to a conclusion, and then they vote, uh, and then they vote in, in who writes what's called the majority opinion and minority opinion. Uh, well, they came out with their uh, answer, and it basically said, uh, remember that the government had, had tried to establish – uh, through OSHA, which, by the right. way, is the Health and Safe- Safety Act, right? Um, that they could mandate 
vaccine, everybody over 100 employees, companies over 100 mm-hmm. employees, uh, could mandate that their employees had to take the vaccine or, or not work there anymore. Uh, and then it was also brought at the same time uh, uh, medical, healthcare, hospitals. Right, healthcare workers, right? Healthcare workers, uh, you know, what about them? And we actually had talked, I don't know if you remember this, but we said, I think they're going to do a split decision. Right. I remember you saying that you, uh, that was what you thought was going to happen. And, and sure enough. And that's exactly what they did is that they, they basically mm-hmm. said, yeah, for healthcare workers, if your, if your hospital uh, requires a vaccine, then you have to have it. And again, there's religious exemption, et cetera. I have a, a, a couple um, out of the East Coast that uh, the daughter and the mother both work at the hospital and they were praying mm-hmm. Because uh, they had been led by God not to take the vaccine, but their but their healthcare right. healthcare system was saying, uh, "Well, you got to take the vaccine." Um, so they were just praying, and and they again we and I was working with them. Uh, don't preclude anything. Mm-hmm. Don't assume anything. Why don't you just go to God and right. let let Him guide you and direct you? Including He could say, "Yeah, um, I don't want you working there anymore," or mm-hmm. "I want you doing it this way," or you know whatever. But uh, so they prayed, and they and they were at peace. God, what do you have to say about this? Uh, and God said, I'm going to uh, work it so that you don't have to take the vaccine, but you can still work. And literally, uh, within uh, uh, the last week or so, their healthcare system said, yeah, we've decided that we're not going to mandate the vaccine. Mm. Um, we would suggest you do. But it's okay if you have a religious exemption and you don't want to, right. and, and and we're not gonna uh, we're not going to segregate you. We're not going to require anything different from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, if that's what you really believe, then honor that, and we're going to honor it. And that's the end of the story. Right. So they so they both got to work there. That's beautiful. So so just to clarify, then the ruling that came down from the Supreme Court is basically not saying that that has to be done across the board in healthcare, it's saying that it can be done. Can be, it can and be so done. then each, you know, each healthcare system can option, can actually make the decision for itself, whether it's going to enforce a vaccine mandate or not. Right, right. And so there is still some freedom for them to opt out of that. Yeah. And the, truth, the truth of it. Yes. Yes. And the truth of that underneath it all is, is couple fold. Generally speaking, uh, and by the way, uh, you know, Delta Airlines, American Airlines, Southwest Airlines already, mm-hmm. they had originally agreed to the vaccine mandate. Right. Uh, and of course, <laughs> uh, they wind up with a lot of people not working. Uh, and yeah. uh, and that caused them a lot of trouble. And they said, eh, yeah, you know what, maybe maybe we've gone too far. Um, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, the science uh, underneath it all is, is first of all, uh, people who take vaccine doesn't mean they don't get COVID. Uh, right. So that's part of the science. Uh, the other part is that um, once you get COVID, uh, you you develop an immunity which actually is is quite a bit stronger than the vaccine uh, in mm. terms of preventing further further uh, implications. So. Um, the science supports that a little bit, and uh, companies are coming out, including healthcare uh, companies, hospitals, whatever, 
uh, you know what, either take the vaccine, which we still, you know, they still recommend it, uh, get tested mm. on a regular basis to prove that you don't have it. If you have it, don't come to work. <laughs> right. Um, and by the way, if you have a religious exemption, which is part of our constitution, mm-hmm. you can you can apply for a religious exemption. Uh, and if you can demonstrate that that's your belief, then we won't require you to take it. Um, so there's really there's really three. Right now, the way it's developing is uh, three possibilities: uh, take the vaccine, get tested, two or three, uh, have a religious exemption, and and get tested. Uh, so it's kind of giving the freedom. Back, back to the individual, which is really what the Supreme Court did, even even with healthcare saying um, it's not requirement, right? But if they so choose to use it, they can. Mm-hmm. If they say either the vaccine or nothing, they can. But by the way, if they do that, they need to honor religious exemptions. Right. Uh, so now with this federal ruling, I'm curious to see how things will play out because. Again, my understanding is this is then allowing choice, basically, and within entities on how they handle things. Um, so you look at Boston, for instance. Uh, that's you know near and dear to my heart. So I'm paying attention to what's going on there, and they have a significant vaccine requirement rollout going on right now. Yeah, that does not seem to have been backpedaled by the ruling of the Supreme Court. Right, and so Boston itself at this point is allowed to still put in their own vaccine requirements in in corporations and they're doing things you know if you're going to an indoor facility if you work at an indoor facility you know there's all these stringent things that are going on that they are requiring um vaccination status for those things now and they have a timeline laying out ahead of that yeah so So this doesn't impact their ability to do that it just means on a federal umbrella the federal government can't come in and say we're doing this but the local government still can is that well or um, can people challenge it based on this ruling how does that play out yeah it it, uh, remember that um there's always interesting enough and this is true um uh, in the uh, (laughs) uh in the way the united states was structured Mm-hmm. Uh, there's states' rights, right, and there's federal rights, right. And it's a, it's been you know ever since we've been uh, birthed you know in 1776, uh, there's been battles between what the states say we have the right to do, mm-hmm. and what the federal government says no we have the right to do that or we can overrule it, right. Uh, so it happens all the time. Um, and there's there's literally uh, probably at any one point in time right now, there's probably a hundred lawsuits between the Fed and the states mm-hmm. on all kinds of stuff. Uh, well, this is going to be one of them, so that uh, the state, uh, a local community, uh, a metropolitan, a what they call a metro area, a county, the state. They say, well, we're going to come up with our own rule. Right. Um, well, people within that metro area, within that county, within that state, they can appeal that and say, we, we're, we're going to file a lawsuit against that and say it, it, it shouldn't be held up. 
Um, and they can potentially use the Supreme Court ruling as precedent yes. to challenge it, yeah, correct? Yeah, and they'll use okay. that as precedent. Um, it doesn't mean they'll, they'll necessarily win because remember, um, the Supreme Court ruled, mm -hmm. but they say, if you're gonna start the whole system over again, basically at the local level, Right. Go ahead and let it work its way way back right. up. Right. Right. It'll work its way back up, you know, into the system where uh, if they want to challenge it and appeal it and, you know, what's ruled and what isn't ruled and uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's just that they took away the federal government. Right. From requiring uh, corporations over 100, which, by the way, that's across the entire nation. Mm -hmm. Um so if you're, let's say you're a company in, um, uh, let's say Chicago, Illinois, or Boston, uh, right. and you can say, well, I'm not gonna require my employees to be vaccinated, but Boston may say in order for you to go to work and be, right. be in a physical space, you have to be vaccinated. You have to be, right. Um, so then the company would say, I'm gonna appeal that, or, okay, well, if you don't want to be vaccinated, you can still work for us, just work remotely uh, and work from home. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that plays out uh, in terms right. of, of uh, gathering, sporting mm -hmm. events. Uh, this, is, this is really kind of funny. Um, <laughs> um, I'm in Denver, Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, the Denver, Colorado has uh, professional sports teams. Right. Uh, they have the Rockies baseball, the Nuggets basketball, Avalanche hockey, uh, Broncos football. No one quite as good as any of the Boston teams, but we'll we'll leave that there. <laughs> well, um, so you don't want you don't want to talk much about the recent uh, playoffs, do you? No, that uh, was no, ugly. no, no. I didn't but, think so. But we're I... very promising. We're yeah, very yeah, promising. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. a young, good quarterback oh, yeah, yeah, next yeah. year. <laughs> next year, next year. Uh, but that was an ugly game. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, the Broncos are going to get a new coach, new quarterback. So I'll, uh, I'll bet you right now we'll beat you next year. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> we may have some fun with that one. So, next year. <laughs> so here, this is, this is really quite funny. Um, so the Rockies. Uh, and every all of the stadiums are downtown Denver, right? Okay, in Denver County. Mm -hmm. And Denver County said, if you're going to gather, um, uh, you uh, in 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 certain regards, like the uh, uh, Nuggets, uh, ba a basketball stadium is called Ball Arena, which is where the Avalanche play. Also, you can't go unless you're vaccinated, right? Um, and so you can't attend a game unless you're vaccinated. Um, the Rockies, they don't care at all. I mean, they, they don't even say anything. Just if you're sick, don't come, you know, but you can come. Mm -hmm. uh, the Broncos said, this, and this is what's funny. They said, uh, no, you don't have to be vaccinated. Uh, you have to be tested or vaccinated. And if you come, you got to wear a mask when you're in the corridors. Uh, if you're sitting outside, you don't you don't have to wear a mask. But if right. you're if you're walking around, you got to wear a mask. Uh, well, I I have uh, through a friend of mine, I've got season tickets to the Bronco games. Mm -hmm. uh, I had tickets to the Nuggets game, but I but I couldn't go, so uh, they gave me my money back. Uh, so I go to the Bronco game, and I had a, I had a, I brought a mask, uh, 
and I brought my, right. my test and all that. They didn't check mm-hmm. at all, anybody. You walk in, not a, <laughs> not a single person is wearing a mask anywhere. Right. And nobody cared. And, no, and nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's interesting that, yeah, there's rules, but really what the way now it's come out uh, at the moment, it's kind of individually decided. Right. How are you going to play it? Because there was a rule in Denver, and the Broncos basically just ignored the rule uh, mm-hmm. and said, eh, we don't care. Um, right. And nobody complained, by the way. And nobody, uh, and nobody, if they wanted to wear a mask, they certainly could. But, but they didn't, they didn't file a lawsuit against the Broncos. How come you're not, not, not? You know, they, they just didn't care. So, um, it's kind of drifting into a interesting place. Uh, and remember, right. we're, we're talking about the end. And the one thing we've talked about with the uh, mandate, uh, vaccine mandate, which which tend, tended, by the way, to be um, uh, have on your iPhone or on your Android, that you had it electronic. Right. In fact, so Dan and I were just um, yesterday um, we're taping this early, but we were at the game for Martin Luther King Day yeah. um, at the Celtics game. Oh yeah, and they the, the Celtics require vaccination, and Dan and I actually had felt led to get the vaccine, so we've we've been vaccinated, and have our cards and just keep a a picture of it handy for if we need it. But interestingly enough, when we're going in yesterday, there I mean they are checking them as you go in, but I almost got a little bullied as as what I call it because I just had a picture on my phone and the guy fussed at me as I'm coming he's like we have an app for that now things will go much quicker if you guys would just fall in line right and I'm like oh you did not just say that (laughs) but so you know different places handling it differently Boston or at least for the Celtics game they definitely are checking checking your IDs and they're wanting they were they were pushing people in that line if you're coming back you come back with the app next time yeah and, and that's not required, but that's what they're trying to get their people, their patrons doing, which is right. interesting. Right. And so it's a, uh, it's a form, uh, and we've talked about this, uh, the mark of the beast, uh, which will be electronic. Um, it's not going to be the vaccine. It'll be the electronic uh, economic system that you join. Yeah, but, but you see it coming. <laughs> but it'll be exactly that. So it's, so it's political. You can mm-hmm. see it's political. And because of, and I, and I actually... Uh, believed that that's what God had said to me was what watch and see what happens if if the Supreme Court uh, uh, basically gives more freedom back to the people and doesn't require this electronic mandate that there's more time before the tribulation would would come we can see the signs potentially of it but right. it's, it's not therefore what I saw was not imminent and because of the uh, Omicron, uh, which is the variant of the uh, COVID, right? Um, it's sweeping the world, interesting enough, uh, with oh, pe- yeah. people getting sick, but it's pretty mild. And, um, but you're getting natural antibodies. But they're getting natural now. antibodies to it. Across and so the board, yeah. I think, again, we'll see, and this will be worldwide, that the decrease in COVID cases will be dramatic because of the number of people that have now gotten it and it's called herd immunity where right. I think I think that will diminish the necessity for 
a um, vaccine, um, and it'll kind of it'll kind of slow things down a little bit, where probably there'll be somewhat semblance back to normal, uh, where um, you know people can gather again without mask and without worrying about vaccine or whatever. Just if you're sick, you know, like typically if you're sick, you know, don't don't be in a public space. Um, now it's interesting that um, and you just sent this to me. Uh, there's there's countries that have actually gone further yes. uh, with a mandate where literally if you don't if you don't get the vaccine we're going to fine you right. uh, and and a small amount big amount uh, uh, and so they're taking kind of the opposite of, of of the direction of the disease and forcing it anyway and that which means right. by the way is political. Right. Uh, that if you don't do it, you know, we're going to we're going to find you yeah. and you're going to have consequences to that. Right. Well, and yeah. I've also read I read an article just the other day that I thought was fascinating. I think it was um, talking about in Austria in particular, but how this has their the stringent regulations that they have on everything has really created a second class citizen now. Right. Right. Um, to the effect that, you know, there is an entire group of people who cannot go to the grocery stores, who cannot work, who can't, I mean, all of these things that are being pulled out from under them. Um, and so it is creating a class system um, that is developing there that I think it's going to be interesting to watch what that breeds, how that plays out. Right, right. Um, so uh, as I see it, uh, is that, again, um, based on what just happened, I think that we have more time. Um, what I believe is that there is a there is a movement and a, and a group that is working to try to centralize things and go to one world government, but they're infinitely patient. Um, I think that they just see, okay, let's see what happens on this. How do people conform? Where's the pockets of nonconformance? Uh, what do we got to do next? Um, is it to tweak the plans? <laughs> tweak the plan. And see, I think I, I think I see it shifts from the health issue, which I think is going to get kind of semi-resolved here, to an economic issue mm-hmm. uh, with uh, uh, the, the debt loads of all the governments around the world are just skyrocketing. Um, a lot of businesses are not doing well. Uh, people aren't paying their rent and not getting evicted. Uh, there's still unemployment checks and stimulus checks being given around the world, by the way, uh, right. to maintain things. So, you know, do they do they uh, move into an economic problem, which which, by the way, what's going to happen is it's going to be an economic collapse. Uh, everything falls apart. Uh, everybody is really without stuff, without work, without stuff, uh, et cetera. And the one world government comes along, which, by the way, there's a, a whole discussion about globalism, the Great Reset. There's words that are being spoken, you know, by various groups uh, to promote it. But when they do, it'll solve the problem. Um, and then it'll be, conform- it, 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 there is worldwide conformance, except for the remnant uh, and Israel that uh, say, you know, we're going to support this and willingly right. accept it. It's not by force. It's not by uh, takeover. It's not by war. It's by economic uh, situation. So. I think we've just seen the precursor to that with the with the mandate and the vaccine and, and the electronics and all that. Uh, we'll see, you know, how it goes. But we right. get, we get, it'll be interesting to play out and watch, and we'll keep following this uh, over time. But, 
uh, in a sense, I think we just got shown that you know there's 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 some more time left, so don't don't fret. <laughs> uh, Interesting, yeah. Uh, so we've we've gotten to our place where we've talked uh, uh, in the end. Where remember, uh, uh, and again, just to recap, is the seven years is the last week of Daniel. Uh, seven years of tribulation starts with the economic collapse, one world government, one one new currency. The world willingly accepts it. Uh, uh, the Antichrist is part of the ten units, uh, heads of some kind, uh, and he goes from ten to seven to five to four to three to two to one, and the Antichrist is left, uh, and he's the one that is now ruling. And remember, he's got Satan behind him, uh, the dragon, uh, the Antichrist, and then the false prophet, and they're promoting uh, everybody worship the Antichrist, Antichrist as yeah. God, and they mm-hmm. do, uh, and he declares himself to be God, and everybody worships him. That That's mid what they call mid-trib. Uh, it's called the Abomination of Desolation, uh, which, by the way, happened once before uh, in 173 uh, B.C. with Antiochus Epiphanes. Uh, he did the same thing. Uh, he said, I'm God, and everybody needs to worship me. It's called the Abomination of Desolation, and Christ made a statement as Daniel prophesied the abomination of desolation you'll see it at the end in the in the mid-trip and so it happened Daniel prophesied it right it it happened 300 years later Christ after he was born and became an adult understood that and said it's going to happen again at the very end which which uh, it'll be in the middle of the tribulation that ushers in God's wrath Right. Uh, and he comes against the world with these seven uh, judgments, seven trumpet judgments. Uh, they're pre- we've described them, and they're really, <laughs> they're really not pleasant. Uh, the seventh one ushers in seven bowl judgments. So there's six that happen, and then the seventh one is, well, there's seven more. It's really seven more, there's yes. There's really seven <laughs> more, and they're really severe, and they're at the very end. Uh, the Antichrist gathers together an army of 200 million people mm-hmm. to go into the Valley of Megiddo, which is north of, of Jerusalem, in Israel. And this is what's described as the Battle of Armageddon. Battle of Armageddon. Right? And, yeah. they're, and they're going to uh, fight against Israel and over, overwhelm them. And they're pretty sure they're going to win because of, of just numbers. And that is when, and we just read it, that uh, Christ returns on the white horse. Mm-hmm. Um, he speaks his word which is the sword and kills, it kills everybody in the Battle of Armageddon that is coming against Israel by him speaking it. And the reason he can do that is because he's superior in power. Right. Because uh, He, he crea- spoke the world into order to begin with. <laughs> to begin with, and so he can, he can create its destruction. So he said the word uh, comes against it, um, and then everybody is killed. Uh, the Antichrist, and we've, we've already talked through this, the Antichrist and the false prophet are, are thrown into the lake of fire and they're destroyed. So we, that's the end of them. Uh, we, never, right. we never hear of them again. We never see them again. They're out. Uh, now, Satan, all it says is that he's locked up. Right, um, but not destroyed. But not destroyed. Uh, so that brings us to... Uh, what happens next? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Christ has returned. Uh, Israel's been preserved. Uh, and it ushers in what's called the millennium. 
Okay. Um, and it's a it's a beautiful. And at this point, whether you believe in pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, we have all been raptured. We we're we're out. Yeah, we've either yes. been raptured pri prior to the tribulation uh, starting, uh, mid-trib, uh, in the right. middle of the tribulation, or or post-trib, uh, which is uh, we that are the remnant living get caught up with him in the air and we come right back uh, with him. So um, we we have been uh, removed somehow uh, from the, right. or, and by the way, and it says there will there'll be many believers that will be martyred. So they'll be killed uh, mm -hmm. during the tribulation, which kind of implies why the rapture may not be pre-trib because there's still Christians around right. uh, that uh, do get martyred and uh, we, are, we are killed uh, for his sake. Okay, we'll go to uh, Revelation 20 uh, and read verses 1 through uh, 10. So this is, this is now after the Battle of Armageddon, um, and it ushers in uh, this next uh, section. So go ahead. <clears throat> and I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding in his hand the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain. And he seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and threw him into the pit and shut it and sealed it over him so that he might not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be released for a little while. Then I saw thrones and seated on them were those to whom the authority to judge was committed. Also, I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God and those who had not worshiped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or the hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. And when the thousand years are ended, Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them for battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. And they marched up over the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and in the beloved city. But fire came down from heaven and consumed them. <coughs> and the devil who had conceived, who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were. And they were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, it says that, uh, first of all, remember that the Battle of Armageddon has happened. Uh, an angel uh, comes down from heaven, um, and he grabs uh, the enemy, uh, Satan, mm -hmm. uh, which, again, just think of the simplicity of that. Who's, who's more powerful? Mm, the, the angel. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. The, the, the host of God... Mm -hmm. are more powerful than, than the enemy. Uh, right. So it's not a battle of equals. And are working on the authority of, of uh, God. Of God. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, they lay hold of him, uh, and it says they bind him up for a thousand years uh, and cast him into the bottomless pit, basically separation from the mm -hmm. world and separation from God. So it's separation from heaven and earth. Um and they shut him up uh, and seal him, and he can't deceive the nations uh, until the thousand years is done, and then he's released for a little bit of time at the end. Uh, okay, so it ushers in 
what's called the millennium. Uh, millennium is a thousand years. Right. Um, and so <clears throat> now in this case, I'm just going to ask them because you know, we've talked about weeks being years, days being years, you know, translating things. This thousand years is believed to be an actual thousand years in our timeline. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The word there uh, is uh, a basically equivalent to, um, you know, actual year uh, that he's going to be bound up, you know, for a thousand years as we measure those years. Um, okay. So it's not a thousand days or it's not, you know, a hundred thousand years. <laughs> it's, right, right. It's a thousand years. Um, okay. Um, and so, uh, first of all, Satan, they've already, remember, we've already, they've already taken care of the Antichrist and the false prophet. Right. Um, then they come and capture Satan and basically banish him mm -hmm. from his ability to function. So he uh, has no authority on the earth. No, at that point, at years. that point now, there's no authority. Now, okay. um, this is interesting. Uh, it's still a physical earth, mm -hmm. the same earth. Okay. Okay. So what, what had happened already to this earth? Remember it was Garden of Eden. Right. And what, what happened originally? Well, originally the authority was given to Satan. You know, when when Eve chose to eat the fruit, <laughs> um, she ended up giving the authority to Satan. So Satan had authority over the earth at that yeah, point. Yeah, and it was uh, it's called entropy. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything everything left alone was falling apart, destructive. Right, left uh, to that steel, kill, destroy. Uh, kill, steal, destroy. Its nature mm -hmm. had changed. Okay, so there's there's a couple things here. Um, we're going to see later. That it creates a new heaven and a new earth. So this is not the creation of a new new heaven and a new earth. Okay, so this is the same earth. Are we still under entropy at all when the enemy is is bound? <clears throat> yes, uh, there because okay. there's still forces that have characterized the nature of, of the world. Uh, so okay. it's it's not. It doesn't say anywhere in here that he restores it back to the Garden of Eden. Interesting. Uh, okay, we're still on that earth. Okay. Uh, and remember, who's left uh, is uh, the Jews mm -hmm. and their human beings. Right. Okay, now what's the characteristic of a human being? Well, we still have a sin nature, sin nature. right? Yeah, they still have a sin nature, and they're still self-centered. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this, uh, about, you know, the difference, but... The nature of the world is basic. Now, it's not it's not under the influence mm -hmm. any longer of the enemy who's working to thwart God's will, who's working right. to and cause. Right, and so that level of deception and manipulation that's going on is not existent at the moment, it's but not, there's it, still it, it, the it sin nature. It will be existent, but there'll be a sin nature, self, uh, uh, anti-God, so to speak, uh, because mm -hmm. of our nature. And the world has not been fully restored. So... Will there be storms? Yes. Will there, will there hmm. be things that will decay? Yes. Uh, if you have an air conditioner in the millennium, it's going to break down. Uh, hmm. So we're still part of that world. Uh, hmm. We're just going to operate in a different different level. Uh, so the Jews are, are here, um, and they make it through because they didn't get defeated in the Battle of Armageddon. 
so they basically are given the challenge to repopulate the earth uh, as human beings. But the human beings have a sinful nature um, separated from God. Right. What's the remedy? To it's not be still s- Jesus. <laughs> and what does that mean? That relationship with him, there had to be a sacrifice for our sins, and we have to accept that and, and step into into a relationship with Jesus yeah. to be reconciled to yeah. God. So the, um, uh, the condition is still the remedy is still the same, uh, and that is that everybody's born now in the millennium. They have to come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ. He is the answer. I'm separated from him based upon my nature. I can receive him and, and uh, reverse the curse and live the life of God. And then as a believer, what now do I have to do? I have to choose when, daily, to do what? To surrender, to follow him. To deny self, Yeah. take up the cross and follow him. Um, so I, I'm under that same, con- in other words, that condition hasn't changed. Okay. Um, and that still exists. Now, a couple things. Satan's not here. Right. The, the demonic isn't here. So they're not working to counteract that uh, and, oh. and convince us otherwise. Uh, and then, by the way, uh, and we, you just read it, who is, who is here <clears throat> physically? Well, we end up coming back, correct? With, with who? With Jesus. See, Jesus is here. Mm-hmm. So, um, again... He now is physically, it's not, it's not, remember our, our kingdom, you and I, mm. we're, we're following the kingdom of God because we, we trust, hear, understand the voice of the uh, Savior. Right. right. And the and Holy Spirit the, the Holy within Spirit us within is that us, gift. Yeah. But he's invisible. Okay. So at this point, Jesus is walking on the earth again. He's walking on with earth With the Israelites. Again with the Israelites, and he has established, uh, and it's really interesting, um, he does say there's nations that develop again, but it's under the leadership of Christ himself. Okay. Uh, so he's he's overseeing it, and, and, and he said, by the way. So are the Israelites readily accepting him at this point then? They have already accepted him. So they became, okay. they became the banner for following Jesus. And they okay. and they got they went from we're still waiting for the Messiah mm-hmm. to oh that he is the Messiah okay and, and we understand it now and we receive mm-hmm. that and they and they live it out they become part of the of the remnant uh, and it's really interesting by the way uh, Linda and I have led uh, tours over in Israel and I would say oh maybe uh, twenty years ago. Um, the guides, for example, you, we would have, you'd have a, a Jewish guide uh, as well as a believing guide, uh, and I would lead the Bible study. Um, the Jewish guides, you know, they know who they're talking to. You know, it's a Christian, right. Christian group. And they actually would say to us, um, you, don't need to, you don't need to try to convince us about Jesus. We don't think he's the Messiah. So, so you don't need to, mm-hmm. don't, don't waste your energy with us. Uh, we don't want to hear it. Uh, well, 
over the last uh, you know six, seven, eight, ten years, we saw the shift. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple things that went on, and again, I think I talked about this before. But one is that uh, in the year 2000, the Pope called the year of jubilee. Everybody should go <laughs> go to Jerusalem. Uh, right. And and so Israel got nervous. Uh, like, man, we're going to have all these people coming. How are we going to manage them and, and how are we going to do it? And the leaders in Israel decided, well, why don't we educate you on why they're coming uh, and talk about Jesus? So uh, they asked the Catholic Church, send some teachers, and we're going to have the military, the police, the fire department, everybody that's in leadership learn about this. And we're going to bring right. them all together. So and, now and, they have a knowledge base of what this is. So too. Uh, they and they they selected an evangelical Catholic, uh, several, and they came and mm-hmm. taught about salvation. And they mm-hmm. were just given it as a history lesson. Right. Uh, here's what they're going to do. They're going to follow the village Via Della Rosa. They're going to go to these sites. They're going to go to Bethlehem. They're going to go to, to the garden tomb, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they learned that. Okay, uh, Netanyahu, um, I believe, came to know Christ. Um, actually, uh, a CEO friend of mine where it was a really good friend of his, he and his family, I think he witnessed and he came to know Christ. Uh, wow. Netanyahu. And so um, Netanyahu went and did his own research and said, I'm going to select somebody to come and, and, and represent Christianity uh, to the Jewish nation. And he, and he, did, mm-hmm. he did a thorough search, uh, and he picked Daystar. Uh, oh, wow. And Daystar came over, set up the television uh, 24-7. So right. for the last 10 years still going on, Daystar, Daystar is still going on in, in Day, Israel. Daystar bro- wow. broadcast uh, Jesus Christ. Wow. Which he sanctioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of the Jewish nation is listening if they have a heart to hear a process, which, right. which people are, are It's intrigued. available, but it's, it's available, available. And they're intrigued by it. So I mm-hmm. think that's where the shift came. So in the last <clears throat> five to six years, that's fascinating. Uh, the guides, instead of saying, don't talk to us about it, they said, well, maybe Jesus is the Messiah. We're not sure yet. But maybe Jesus is the Messiah. But they're open to the possibility now that they're learning about it. They're learning about it. So there's been a shift. So there becomes a moment uh, as they're persecuted. Uh, Remember, the world's coming against them. Right. They they actually wake up, and the nation primarily says, you know what, Jesus, it was the Messiah. And we need to receive him as our Lord and Savior, and they do. So when they go into the millennium, um, they're going in as believers. Wow. Uh, and they're going to carry the banner now for the rest mm-hmm. of the world uh, to populate and to expand it. Now, now again, they're subject to the same thing. Their kids have a sinful nature. Mm-hmm. They have to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior to be saved. They, they who are believers are going to be in the same boat we're in today, and that is daily. Are we going to decide to deny self, take up the cross, and follow him, or are we right. going to go back to the flesh? Right. Because and there will be those who do both. That yeah. do both, yeah. But now think about this. Um, Christ is physically here mm-hmm. and no Satan. 
Right. So how how much you would easier, think the case would be so much stronger than for Christ at that point. It's going to be it's going to be so much easier mm-hmm. for everybody to say, oh yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, they're going to see people living out the covenant life and say, why not? Why would I not want to follow His will right. and learn His will through the Holy Spirit, which they'll still have? Um, and then on top of it, he says, there's a whole group, not everybody. But there's a whole group that uh, were raptured uh, and or uh, were martyred uh, during the tribulation, and we come back. And that's not everybody? That's not all believers then? That's no, a... because it said that, okay. uh, remember, it said that there's still people that don't come back to life uh, until, mm-hmm. the, until the very end. So they're not reunited right. with their bodies until the very right. end. Right. Yeah, verse 5, uh, it says, the rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years were ended. Right. Uh, now, they're, yep. they're alive because they're, they're spiritual with him, but they're, they're, right. not, they're not in their resurrection. But they're not on earth for they're not, they're not physically here. the millennium. But a bunch okay. of us are. Okay. Um, and we, it said, we get to reign with him. Mm. Uh, okay, so what that means. What mean? would that look like? Well, <laughs> so think about it. And this is, we have a little bit of a, an example of this. Um, okay. At the end of World War II, um, Germany was defeated. Right. Uh, and remember, the Germans had decimated... Spain, Italy, France, a big part of England, uh, obviously Poland. Uh, you know, they had, uh, because of the war, it had completely destroyed the functioning cities and the, and the okay. transportation and the, the use of, you know, water and uh, fuel and businesses and everything was, was destroyed, a mess. Well, uh, Eisenhower, uh, interesting enough, he did a couple things. Uh, one, he said, and he went and did this, I'm going to film all of the concentration camps because people... So that it wouldn't be forgotten. Because right? people will revise it. If mm-hmm. I don't do this, people are going to revise that it never happened. Right, and, and I, we see revisionist history going on constantly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he filmed it. And that's why we, we do have pictures that say, no, the Holocaust happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then two is he said, we're going to rebuild Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so what he did was he took uh, military uh, leaders and business leaders and he set them up as mayors of towns. Okay. He set them up as cabinet members. So every town had a... Uh, you know, somebody over water, somebody over engineering, somebody over roads, somebody over building, somebody over uh, revising and stimulating businesses uh, in the area. So he put Americans in charge of all the cities in Europe. Right. Uh, with a sim- simple purpose. Get the thing back to running normally. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to hand over leadership to the locals. Right. Um, and it was it was literally uh, it wasn't a timeline it was milestone driven so mm-hmm. if the town got back to functioning correctly and they learned how to do it then they'd hand it over to them and, and, and right. sometimes it would be a few months six months a year two years uh, didn't matter but that example 
uh, is a little bit what's going to happen during the millennium. Interesting. Is that, okay. Is that Christ is going to put us, and by the way, us uh, means we have our resurrected body. Mm-hmm. So we're functioning just like him. And functioning, when you're talking about the resurrected body, this you've talked before about Jesus's resurrected body, how he functioned physically, yet at the same time with all kinds of differences. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> um, he could, in terms of being able to transport places quickly or even walk through walls. And right. so, so he could, it, his he could resurrected body was very different. He could instantly go from uh, Galilee to Jerusalem in a second, mm-hmm. nanosecond, walk through walls, could eat. Right. Uh, but wasn't limited physically. Right. Uh, so we. Which is really hard for us to fathom. Hard for us to fathom because we're so physical. But yes. um, we are going to be in that same position. Okay. We're going to have our resurrected bodies so that um, our ability to, let's say, uh, hey, I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to go to Paris. Mm-hmm. We can go to Paris instantaneously. Um, and be in Paris and what he's going to do is he said we're going to reign with him is he's going to establish us as leaders of these cities uh, and put us in these positions to oversee to restore the, the and rebuild, restoration sort of rebuilding of what has been ruined uh, as we now go through a thousand years of repopulation Rebuilding, and we, we since we we don't we don't die, we we're physically with him. We'll be operating during that thousand years, um, and it doesn't appear because we're not in that physical state that we need sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll be conscious, and we'll be physical with our physical bodies operating with Christ, surrendered to His will. Right. Uh, so the thousand years is going to be this unique thing with people that need to know Christ. They have sinful mm-hmm. natures. They're self-centered. They need to surrender their will. Uh, it'll be a lot easier. And we all will be teaching abiding. We'll be teaching following him. We'll be teaching the truth of God. And that, by the way, he wants to deliver the covenant, the bless you to make you a blessing. Right. And we're going to be there encouraging people, nah, do it this way. Nah, do it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to what God has to say. You'll be way better off. And they'll say, sure, <laughs> uh, absolutely, because it'll be a whole different way of living because uh, there won't be Satan, there won't be deception, mm-hmm. uh, there won't be lies, there won't be uh, you know murder, those kind of things. Um, there'll be self-centeredness and there'll be things that, that people there do. There still will be free will. Free yeah. will uh, that has to be followed. But it'll be a lot, lot easier mm-hmm. uh, to live it out. Uh, as we're in the millennium period, uh, which is a thousand years. So uh, it's pretty remarkable uh, to be thinking that the physical earth we're on now is going to be rebuilt. Uh, Progress will be made. Technology will advance. uh, All kinds of cool stuff is going to happen. There'll be television. There'll be radio. I mean, it'll be It'll still be all interesting stuff as we, but physically Christ will be here and we'll be with him reigning during that thousand years, um, it'll be, it'll be quite fun, you know, and I've, uh, I make the statement that 
I told uh, God, I said, I would like to become the mayor of Aspen, Colorado. <laughs> I love, I love snow skiing. So, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to, uh, you know, enjoy uh, Aspen, one of the most beautiful places on earth, you know? So, uh, uh, Hey, could I have that? You know, he said, well, since you asked for it, no, you can't. <laughs> the least shall be first and the first shall be you know, last. So, uh, uh, you're gonna have to let me let me I'll assign you don't worry I'll, I'll give you something but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be grand so uh, the Millennium is really something we'll talk a little bit more about it uh, as we get into uh, what happens at the end of it uh, but um, it's it's truly when you think about it is yeah the tribulation is bad but it's only seven years Right. Uh, and then it's, it's a over. blip on the screen. It's a, it's, yeah. And then it's over. And we start this thousand years of fantastic mm-hmm. living with Christ physically being on earth. And, right. And we saints get to join him. So, And with uh, beautiful purpose, being able to really spread the gospel everywhere. Spread the gospel, you know? live out the covenant. Uh, all, yeah. the, all the blessing of God will be complete uh, and full, still in a, in a difficult place. So it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he, he doesn't create that until the very end. He recreates a perfect place that we spend right. eternity, and we'll talk about that. So those, can we when we get back to it, can we talk about also those who are not part, coming back to the earth for the millennium? Are they in heaven in that time? Yeah. You know, where, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he says, um, remember Paul says, uh, to me is what? To die is what? Is gain. Because I get to what? To be with the Father. Well, I get to be with Him. I mean, so our yeah. spirits are with Him. It's just that they're, okay. they're not physically with the resurrected okay. body functioning back on earth. Okay. But, but there's a whole nother place where there right. are people enjoying still the fellowship of God. And being with God 24-7. And, and being with yeah. God in the, in the heavenly places. So um, That He has prepared for us. That He's prepared yeah. for us. I've got a prepared okay. place. Okay, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, bring that up again, and we'll talk, we'll talk more about that. So uh, Sounds great. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll uh, pick it up again next next week, and we'll uh, talk more about the millennium and, and about what happens uh, at the very end of that millennium. Sounds great. Thanks so much. This is very interesting. This is this is a, a nicer discussion than yeah. <laughs> some of the, some of the rest of the discussions that we've had lately. That's this it. is a little more hopeful. <laughs> this is hopeful, and we get to say uh, there's good news, and uh, yes, and there absolutely. is good news. So that's why that's why. Uh, don't take the mark of the beast. Uh, it's, it's a short period of time. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing with us. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. As always, if you have found today um, encouraging and insightful, be a friend and tell a friend. Continue to share the podcast as we just dive into all that God has yeah. to say and enjoy the abundant life that he has promised us. So yep. we'll see you thanks soon. for joining us today. Take okay. care. All right. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.